Hello, Wally. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable 181. Welcome yourself, all to Sustainable 181, my very noisy monkey. How the devil are you? Look at you, you're all bouncy up and down. I know, just had some fruit. I'm feeling, ah. I'm feeling the direct physical benefit of fruit, fruit, but more I am feeling smugness at having eaten a piece of fruit. Very good. We are Sustainable. We are your weekly little environment podcast. In we all? Stop looking yes. out the window and pay attention. Uh, There's a squirrel. A what? Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, all about people and the planet and why, despite there being metaphorical squirrels trying to scratch your ankles, we can still have a chuckle about it every now and then. Yes? Absolutely. Very good. And who is scratching your ankles this week, Cole? <laughs> well, imagine for a second you were wandering along an otherwise pristine natural environment and tripped on... I don't know, a crisp packet or something, but it didn't quite know what it was. You might say, Dave, what, what's on the floor? What's on the floor there? What's, um, what's on? And what, what's on? What's on the floor? Yes. And you would then have a long discussion about how there's litter on the floor. And that is a thing we're going to talk about this week. Litter. It has been the social media image of choice uh, for the lockdown. Is beaches and parks and pretty much everywhere covered in trash, in rubbish, in horrible stuff. And we're going to talk about, well, why that's a problem. Fairly obviously it's a problem. Why it's happening uh, and some of the sort of psychological stuff as well and what we should be doing about it or what other people should be doing about it. So we're going to bang on about litter. We're also going to be talking about places what we live in, our um, our homes, our homes. Watson, homes. The, yes, there we uh, go. Very I, good. The heavens, I think I've deduced it. <laughs> very good. We're going to be talking about homes because there has been money chucked in their general direction in order to make them less leaky. The Treasury, that nice Mr Sunak, has whapped billions in the direction of insulation and energy efficiency. And we're going to ask, is it enough? Is it too little? Is it going to make any difference at all? Is it a big distraction? Is it new money? Is it soon enough? Is it long term enough? All of those annoying little questions that we like to ask. To which the answer is almost certainly going to be... (laughs) Depends, really, isn't it? Um, So, yes, that's what we're talking about. Litter and money being spent on insulating homes. Just before any of that, oh, the usual disclaimer, you do work for an environmental charity sometimes, Uh, but these are very much their own views and any complaints that you have should be taken up immediately with the people Ol works for, yes? I don't think that's quite right. Um, No, I think there is a small difference in the reality and, and what you just said there but people get the gist yeah In Hoff of the Week. This is the section of the show named after Jim Inhoff, who is, well, he's an Inhoff, apart from anything else, uh, but he's also a senator in America who thinks that climate change isn't real because there is still snow. We named this section of the show because there are other Inhoffs around and we want to point at them and say, you are an Inhoff. And the people we're pointing at this week 
Well, it's, it's you, dear listener. It's, it's, it's everyone. Well, it's specifically the British Babble listeners. It's the great British public who will not pick up their litter. People. What a bunch of bastards. Bloody hell, though. So this was... Do you remember uh, episode... What was it now? 170. No, better one. 174, when we were doing all that talk about no more cars. And we were talking about how everybody was staying inside and everything was quiet. And we've talked in the last, you know, 10 episodes of Babel during lockdown. We've talked about how everything's been green and, you know, it's not great that there's a pandemic that's killing everyone. That's not a good thing. <laughs> it's not, but it's not, not superb, a, is it? No. As a slight upside, you know, there's you've been able to taste the air in a good way and see the grass in a good way. And then the second we were all allowed out and the sun shone, we covered everything in shit. <laughs> Sadly, literally. Uh, so so a, lot of the, a lot of the reports from particularly the... Uh, beaches down in the south coast of England, uh, where people have flocked, uh, say that people are not just leaving behind industrial quantities of cans and packets of crisps and hummus and all the rest of it, but also like packets poos. Trust you, trust you. Poos. The first thing, the first thing you would imagine being left behind was packets of hummus. I literally, I, I cannot conceive of any other food to eat on the go. <laughs> it's, it's all. It's my entire. <laughs> vision of po- what's possible it comes down good to lord they've been littering what have they put sprint <laughs> left quinoa behind anyway you were talking about poo <laughs> anyway yes my point is there are some really hideous reports that have come in of of people finding like burger boxes with poos in them and stuff mm. essentially people have been buggering off down to the beach paying absolutely no attention to what state they leave it in or apparently where they might go for a poo if they need one and just being horrible, horrible, irresponsible, littering, pooing, nasty humans. So that's nice. It's not good. It's not good, is it? Uh, Some stats for you, Dave. Bit of stats wang. Am I getting a rubbish quiz? Yeah, about that. Uh... Having enthusiastically promised... I would do you a rubbish quiz. You haven't done me a rubbish quiz. Well, it's, it is. A, it's a really rubbish quiz. It's so <laughs> rubbish it doesn't exist. I'm really sorry. I like. Oh, that's all right. It not, that's not one of those kind of, oh, God, I just didn't quite get around to it. It's, I genuinely completely forgot until now. So, no, there is no rubbish, rubbish quiz. I can't say rubbish. That's my, that's my squirrel. I can't say rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. Rubbish. Like, rubbish. Rubbish. Oh, rubbish. we finally oh. found old squirrel. 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 <laughs> squirrel. So here are some stats and, uh, yeah, do your best to not fall off your chair. The Royal Parks, uh, they are the people who run Hyde Park and Richmond Park and St James's Park in London. Uh, they said that rubbish dumped in its green spaces had gone up by at least 35%. Hello, you got your question. Relative to when? Oh, see, I didn't write that bit down. I was hoping... So that's the question. Is that. it like, is it is it rubbishier? Well, we can come to this maybe. Is it rubbishier well, than normal at the moment? Or is it just rubbishier yes. than it has been? No, it is. It is. And uh, that will be revealed in my next stat, which comes from ah. Birmingham, where litter in Birmingham parks overall is seven times more. There is seven times more litter in the parks in Birmingham in June versus June 
last year. So 433 tonnes of rubbish, uh, of litter rather, was in uh, was in Birmingham Parks in June this wow. year and 60 tonnes last year. 433 tonnes. I mean, I don't know how many parks there are in Birmingham, but that's a lot. You get what you pay for and you earn what you're worth. Oh, that's one of Stanley's little sayings, that is. I mean, it was, I suppose, very, very hot in June. Yes. So you got to bear, got to bear that in mind. And maybe it wasn't as hot the year before. But okay, I get the point. It's a literary a June. I'm finished doing my tour no. of um, tour of England here. Sorry. Um, I think we were accused of being a bit parochial in a review I read of ours on iTunes the other day. Uh, so sorry about that. Uh, and, and this is going to reinforce it I'm because I'm not. That. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to talk about anywhere other than England. But in Liverpool. Um, as well as all the usual litter that you know we've seen in those pictures, apparently people were leaving lots of cool boxes and chairs on the beach. What? So, so, we, we, these are things. They're not. They're not rubbish. That's like leaving your your, your coat or your bicycle or your car. Or, it's, not, it's not a thing that you throw away. It's your cool box. It's your chair. It's what you sit on. I don't understand. I don't understand, Dave. I don't understand. Uh, do we know why? Well, we don't know why, but there are lots of people who are trying to work it out. And uh, there was a there was an article. I think it was in a metro. Actually, let me just let me just yeah, it was in a metro. Um, which you know, kudos to them. They talked to a psychologist and basically asked that question: like, what <laughs> what the hell has happened to everybody? Because you know, there there have always been people who have not been responsible about where they throw their uh, quinoa. Raps, uh, but not to this extent. And so they asked this psychologist, well, a bunch of psychologists. One, Dr. Konstantinos Arfanis, who uh, is a lecturer in our psychology at Arden University. And also uh, Professor Margarita James, who's at the Harley Street Wellbeing Clinic. And she made a whole point, bunch of points that um, I thought were quite interesting. One is that because everything's been so weird and so abnormal for so long and you know i suppose we shouldn't forget that lockdown is unprecedented and very very odd we uh, from a psychologist's point of view she's suggesting we have literally sort of forgot what social norms are like wow. our sense of what is socially acceptable is sort of out up the spout now i think I'm there's not something sure in that. I totally by that like i think there's something in that though because i think like you? one of the things that lockdown was was the arrival very very quickly of a new social norm right and yes, yes probably we have all gone a bit weird about that to be honest and there's probably a little bit of you if, if you're the sort of person who i don't know maybe an owl for example who spends most of the day thinking oh i'd really like to destroy the environment but i'll get tutted at if i do because <laughs> um, I know that's the only reason you don't set fire to waters just for kicks because you're worried about being told off. Um, that yeah. Maybe if you've been inside for three months, you think, oh, you know what? I've had to do loads of stuff for four months, three or three months I didn't want to do. So now I am going to set fire to this otter. I, uh, well, is there something in that? That's the second point, actually. And that, and she, she does also come on to that. So, so the first point she was making was that like we've literally just sort of forgotten what is acceptable and, and what isn't or, or we've had to adopt to these this whole new suite of social norms like oh don't interact with anyone don't touch anyone don't go near anyone don't do all of those human things so like, our our social norms are up the spout but then the second point she she is making which i think is actually what you were saying there is that we've had to like really really comply with some strict rules 
uh, like like mm. you know proper sort of be a toddler again and go and sit in the corner and don't come out until I tell you. And this <laughs> how does it work? Been... How, how, how do your toddlers um, take? Yeah, not like that? not. There's not a huge amount of compliance going on. <laughs> I have to say, um, which ugh, yeah, fair enough. Whatever. Like, I mean, we're bequeathing them an un- uninhabitable future. I I don't That's particularly true. care if you you know put ice cream down my front. Daddy, I want a squirrel. Get me one of those squirrels. I want one. Uh, but. Anyway, what was I saying? Yes, rules. So we've all had to be very, very, very good monkeys about complying with rules. And with the easing of lockdown, you know, the uh, the partial easing at least, and people being allowed to go to a park, it is the first opportunity that we can take to break them. And so she, she in fact, gives this quote, which is that, as we have all been asked to be compliant by the government to a previously unseen extent, it is sadly no surprise that some people exhibit their non-compliant behaviour at the first opportunity they can on return to public places. So it's a sort of a slightly pathetic kind of stick it to the man type attitude. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to drop this packet of chips. Yeah, don't care if, you know, it kills the ugly fish or if my friend sits in it. That makes me think of a thing I was reading, a very good piece by someone called Kirsty McNeil. Did I send you this? Can't remember. You did. Good piece, anyway. You did. That was, yeah. another, that was another thing that made my brain go, wow, God, some people are clever, aren't they? Some people are clever. And one of the things she says in that is, um, you know how, like, you might think that after the pandemic, we're all going to sing Kumbaya and want to smash capitalism and change the world. She goes, don't bet on it, like, because probably more likely is that after the pandemic, we're all going to want to go back to how things were, at least for a bit. And that was a point she was stressing. It's, it's, it's like it's, people are more than anything else. They want the comfort of going back to how things were. Now it may be that the pandemic has kind of seeded this, you know, uh, for deep-seated idea that maybe we can change stuff. But in the short term, people are going to want to go back to how things were. And for a lot of people, how things were, sun comes out, you go and sit in the park. And then add on to that the fact that they see someone over there chucking a bit of litter and there ain't anyone stopping them chuck a bit of litter. And so probably loads of people are going, you know what, I've been indoors for four months. Leave me alone. Uh, Professor Margarita explains that uh, there's crowd mentality going on here. So if... Well, this is her quote. As awful as it is, uh, we know from studies conducted that if people see others littering or litter is already present when they arrive somewhere, they are much more likely to litter themselves. Broken broken windows effect, right? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, interesting things-ish going on there. Um, And I suppose it's, it's reason for hope in the sense that soon it won't be novel to be out in the park, will it? And soon we will be doing more of things which are normal. Back and, inside again, that's one. Uh, well, yeah, because, oh, God, oh God I, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> Sorry. prepare for the Sorry. second peak, which is inevitable, but there we go. Apparently there is a lot more packaging being used or being produced. Yeah, you said, you said this. So explain yourself, because that feels intuitively like it's balls. <laughs> what, because it's the thing I'm saying? No, I just... Uh, would you, more packaging what? Where? When? What? Well... When? Uh, Where? Uh, what? Apparently, in order to stop the spread of the virus, a lot of food yes. companies have increased the amount of packaging that they use on their products. Um... And things like coffee shops have stopped offering drinks in new reusable cups. 
um because that don't True. work for them anymore um apparently m&s i'm not singling them out i mean i am singling them out but i'm not saying it's they're li- worse than literally anyone, what anyone. you're doing yeah <laughs> i'm not saying they're <laughs> necessarily worse than anyone else although go back and listen to whatever episode it was before christmas where we talked about their video advert on the metro uh, about yeah. their jumper which i 62. hated a lot yeah. but uh no m&s are apparently now selling like all of their fresh bakery goods individually wrapped in plastic which what each uh, one so you can't just go get a croissant off a rack you've got to get it in a plastic i haven't i mean i haven't got this confirmed and presumably someone who's listening to this episode will know whether or not that's what you have to do but yeah the suggestion is that their their bakery goods croissants and the rest of it are all individually wrapped now which i guess is safer although is yeah it? is it safer i don't is it? i mean it's it's a nice kind of plasticky surface for droplets to live on isn't it i would have thought or maybe you don't want your droplets being absorbed by a croissant no, anyway know. the point is Vi- virologists we are not <clears throat> no there's lots of things we are uh, there's lots of ologists in fact i would say we're not a, we're not any sort of ologist are you an ologist babylologist uh, yes exactly <laughs> exactly phd <laughs> in babylology check out the big brain on bread uh yeah so yeah more stuff um and Therefore, more stuff to chuck away, uh, which leads on to the second practicality, which is that, yeah, we're allowed to go into parks and stuff, but we're not allowed to go into cafes yeah. and restaurants, or at least not in the same way. So more people what would have, been, would have been buying a nice meal on a plate and sitting down in a restaurant to eat it and now going to a shop and buying a bunch of things wrapped in plastic and going to somewhere where there aren't that many bins to consume it and then throw it away uh so it's a bit of a kind of double whammy that one that makes a lot more sense and uh i have a question for you which we're sort of skating around here because when you're saying people are are littering you don't mean me you better not because i haven't been and you don't mean you because you never accept responsibility for anything so who do you mean who are you talking about other people and are you doing that thing when the Daily Mail says people are littering? What they mean is the underclass is littering. That's yeah. what they mean is. They mean, yeah. they mean poor the people. Poor people who have come out and they've gone all primal and are sitting on beaches and getting pink. That's what you mean, isn't it? Um, I don't remember writing that in the doc, but I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I'm sure I did say exactly that in the preparation for this episode. Well, look... It's, been, it's all too easy, isn't it, to look at those pictures and go, oh, God, people are assholes. And as you so rightly say, that's a loaded term, isn't it, people? Because you don't mean people like me. You mean other people who I already don't like. Um, and it, I mean, I, I would never really get in the headspace of thinking it's OK to just lob no. stuff on the ground. Like, however much I want to sound like a reasonable, balanced person who can see all sides of this debate i i just don't understand how a human thinks it's okay to just lob stuff on the ground i get all the stuff we talked about earlier the psychology of if you see other people doing it it seems acceptable okay fair enough but i wouldn't i I just wouldn't i just it just feels all all shades of wrong um but a friend of the friend of the babble guy shrub soul pointed out uh listen to episode 168 Oh, you're so good. Like, Thanks. weird good, but I mean, it is good. 168, <laughs> where we talked to Guy about his book, Who Owns England? And he's he's pointed out, well, hang on a minute. There's a number of, th- of things that we were promised that would help people not chuck 
litter away or rubbish away, like, for instance, that deposit return scheme that we were promised oh, a while where's back. Where's the sexy Where's the sexy deposit return scheme <clears> musical? <throat> Stick that Strap in yourself in. We're talking coupons. Right, stop that. Silly. But the point is that we were supposed to be incentivized not to throw our stuff on the floor, but to throw it in a reverse vending machine. And that hasn't happened, has it? Where's that, hey, Mr. Gove? I have, or anyone else? I have not. Mr. Gove, do you remember Michael Gove? Yeah, crikey, Moses. Who's mm. in charge of the environment these days? Don't know. It's not Michael Genuinely Gove. Genuinely don't know. Whoever's fault it is, George Eustace, your fault, George Eustace. Come here, have some of these. On your bottom (laughs) and give us our reverse coupon machine. Hey, Arl. Yeah. I got a question for you. I want to just ask you a provocative thing and you can call me an arsehole and I know you will. Right. But I want to ask you about this thing, litter. We were sort of getting out of there a little bit that like litter is a bit of a loaded term because it generally means something other people do. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Like, if we were to accidentally drop a crisp packet, we probably wouldn't say, I have littered. We would say, I've accidentally dropped a crisp packet, right? And I wanted to ask you about litter, because it's something I can't quite put my finger on. It. it is bad to see a park covered in shit. It is bad when, like, that stuff goes in the sea or in a squirrel's mouth and they die and doesn't get... and all of that. It's bad. But, like, why... What is the... Why is it that if you stood next to a car and you dropped a crisp packet on the floor, someone would come up to you and say, don't leave that crisp packet, that unsightly thing, next to my car, and we'd go, yeah, you're quite right, that's the bigger environmental problem here. Like, who gets to decide, I guess my question is, what litter is and what it isn't? I'm looking out the window here, there's litter everywhere in the shape of four-wheeled metal things sitting outside people's houses, making a damn sight more mess than a crisp packet would. So... Is there something you you said something in passing about like the concept of litter was invented to make us feel bad rather than make companies do something? Yeah. Like, oh, that's so. Tough. What's going? What's I guess I don't quite know what I'm asking, but I've, I no, think I don't know what you're asking either. So all I'm right, we'll stop, just talk. I'm stop you just talking. Talk. Just I'm talk. going to stop you. you know, right. Shush. Right. No one knows what you're asking, but I'm going to say some things that are Shall simple I say it related. Again? No. God, no. Please spare us. <laughs> I'm going to say some things that are related to some of the words you used in the last five minutes. But I'm mostly okay? just the thing you wanted to say anyway. Yes. Yeah. I yes. mean, I gave you a good run at it. Let's be honest. Like, I gave <laughs> you, you plenty you of did. time to ask a question. Um, you your, did. your first question is, why do we think a car isn't litter, but a packet yes. of crisps is, is litter? Well, yes, because a car isn't a disposable item that well, we ca- use. A cool to... box and a chair is a disposable item, according to people in Liverpool. Yes, that's true. I suppose they are. They are reconceptualising. Is a disposable those item after Glastonbury? Oh yeah, that is, that is bad. That is really bad. Um, I take your point, and and you know we've we've become very attuned to our streets just being completely littered with cars, um, which make them horrible for people to walk around. But they are at least functional things that are used more than once in most cases. I'm not I'm not sure conceptually they're quite the same thing, but I, I suppose I get what you're what you're coming at. Um, Good, Told but you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the more interesting thing. Uh, no offence, which is the yeah. I was I read. I have to give credit here where credit is due. Um, having sort of 
skirted around the topic of litter and not done very interesting research. I then said to Mrs. O, know anything interesting about litter? And she said, oh, yeah, like the whole concept of litter bug was invented by an ad agency in the 60s um, to sort of absolve companies who made all this crap of responsibility. I was like, that's right. interesting. Is it, it, it? Do you know any more about it than that? Oh, yeah, there's this an amazing article that you could read all about it. Great. So, well done, Mrs. O. She pointed me in the direction of, of this sort of stuff. And it is true. Like, it was a very, very well-funded um, campaign by, at the time, the makers of the big... Um, uh, big makers of um, cans and, and bottles in the sort of soft drinks industry to to basically make sure that there was no sense that what they were making had to be taken back into... Uh, into the system and, and, and dealt with it was that this is now a, a problem of the individual and it's yours and if you're chucking it away then you're a litter bug and they literally invented the term uh, litter bug right. and it's right it's it's amazing and of course that is now absolutely hardwired into into our culture and how we perceive litter that it is it is the individual's fault for throwing stuff away and right well That's stop what making it stop making all this stuff that like, Stop making all this stuff. What about if instead of going, oh, all you people in wherever, place X, you're all bastards for leaving the place covered in chunky Kit Kat wrappers, we went after the chunky Kit Kat people and said, oi, come and pick up your bloody wrappers. What if that's what we did? Oh. Don't blame me. I don't want to come over all like Navara Media about it because there is definitely an element <laughs> in, which, in which people yeah. are bastards and just need to not be bastards here, right? And, you know, obviously I mean people other than myself. But also, like, we, we've got, something has gone wrong when we get far more upset about, like, people leaving a chunky Kit Kat wrapper behind than the fact there are companies making vast amounts of stuff that even if you could put it in a bin, you couldn't recycle it anyway. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The... Um... The campaign in, in question, the, the the advertising campaign in question, was called "Keep America Beautiful," uh, and it was uh, it was from the seventies. And apparently, it has it has been viewed, or it is said to have been viewed, fourteen billion times. Um, oh. The particular ad is is known as the Crying Indian, which is problematic in itself. But the tagline of it is pollution it's a crying shame there's a picture of a native american man with a single tear rolling down his cheek um and and then it says people start pollution people can stop it keep america beautiful some people have a deep abiding respect for the natural beauty that was once this country and some people don't people start pollution People can stop it. And I go and read a blog all about this by by this uh, very clever chap called Chris Rose. He writes at campaignstrategy.org um, and uh, and read all about it. But yeah, he, he just described this as pure genius, this campaign, because it, it brought what he says a social license for mass production of disposable packaging by championing action to clean up the pollution it led to. And I won't like re regurgitate the whole blog here because that would be dull, and also I can't remember it all. But he goes on to say, like, it's actually quite problematic that the way we respond to all of the plastic in the beaches and plastic in the sea and everything else is by doing litter picks. Like that, 
because it's one of the few things where we feel like we've got a sense of agency and it feels like the right thing to do. But it's exactly what these bastards want us to do. Like, go around behaving as if it's our fault and it's our problem that needs our action to sort it out. And they're the bastards who are producing billions of tonnes of the stuff every single second. So there you are. As usual, the babble concludes that a thing which started off being an obvious problem with a clear solution to it is not actually solved by the thing and is in fact solved by smashing capitalism, which is generally (laughs) where we tend to end up. Right, should we talk about something else now? Reasons to be cheerful. Now, reasons to be cheerful. Now, health warning. Do you ever listen to the Private Eye podcast, by the way? Uh, no. I don't right. encourage anyone else to listen to any other no. podcast, generally. Right. And I don't think you should you, Well, No, you're allowed to listen to other podcasts once you've listened to all 181 episodes of our podcast. Twice. Twice. But, um, which, is more, uh, which, is, which is generally two times more than I will have. Yeah, <laughs> do let me know what we've said because I have literally no recollection of anything I've ever said in one of these episodes, which is probably for the best. Um, but the Private Eye podcast, which is called Page Ninety Four, and it's very good. I do recommend it. Uh, Stop doing that thing. No, I'm sorry, but it's good. You know, movement generous and everything. They had a thing. They where don't need they, our support. Stop they it. Do come on. I could just take this bit out. <laughs> All right. The shit Private Eye podcast, which is really shit and very low production quality and has no content at all, um, had a thing in it where they got one of their correspondents on to talk about a thing that the government had done well. And they they were like, this is really weird. Like, this isn't what we do. This is... (laughs) What do you mean it's yes. gone well? And it was a huge, complicated IT problem. It was actually talking about uh, the, uh, in the context of, of coronavirus. I um, can't remember what it was now. I think it was the, the lo- localised well, yeah. kind of track and trace thing or something. Anyway, it's gone quite well. And um, They can go and listen to it themselves. What was it? Move I on. I want to remember what it was. It was a big IT project and they got oh, it right. And anyway, God. the point T W I T. The the point is, it was very discombobulating for them to be saying the government's done a big big IT project and it hasn't all gone to shit. And that is largely what we're going to be... Do you know how much of my life, do you know how much of my life I've spent listening to you buggering on about things? It's just just occurred to me, next week we're going to be talking to someone about very long times indeed. And I've spent Mm. a very long time indeed in my life listening to you buggering on about things. And I've just for a second, I want to express how angry about that I am. <laughs> God, 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 God. The point is, the government have done a thing and it may not be that terrible. It may in fact right. be kind of I like of it when right. we do this kind of thing. Yeah, um, good. And, and that thing is that they have, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, oh. has uh, said, you... Dear British public, can apply for vouchers to go and do stuff to your home that is going to make it less leaky. Up to 5,000 quid's worth of vouchers we will give you to cover, as long as you're spending at least seven and a half grand on doing stuff like insulation and other things, uh, we'll pay for that. So, um, you know, go and do that, is what he's saying. 
Go, right, coronavirus crisis going on, government spending money left, right and centre, yes, not enough, etc, etc, etc. But one of the things that people have said, it has been the thing, it has been the thing. You ask any environmental campaigner, you ask like the government's advisors, you ask anyone who's done economics and climate change, the thing you do that we have not done enough of is, is use less energy. And the main way you do that is by insulating homes and buildings so you don't lose it, right? And it's just such a obvious thing to do but because it's not like turning up in a tank and uh, uh, cutting a ribbon that's around a great big metal phallic thing which is the sort of thing governments like to do because it's not like that it's like when we uh, talked about episode 147 or when we talked about cycling that's right um when we talked about how like governments don't like opening cycle lanes but they do like opening roads right um so because it's not that governments haven't done it and like they've done what they've have chucked it's not they haven't spent any money but it's not enough and people haven't taken it up and now the government is going all right yeah fine look we're gonna create loads of jobs by uh, insulating homes and we're gonna save you energy and blah 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 and it's you know it seems like a good thing so have all of the environmental groups uniformly reacted with uh praise and falling at rishi feet and saying thank you rishi <laughs> uh no no oh. uh they are outraged outraged so, <laughs> so they, they have said for ages here government do a thing and for ages government has not done a thing and now the government's doing a thing and they're still cross about it yeah Christ, no, it, must be hard. it must be hard being in government, mustn't it? Bloody hell. <laughs> well, come on. I don't think we need to actually have sympathy for, you know, the Tories or any government, to be honest. But yes, it, it it's notable that, as you say, thing that Green Groups have been asking for for a long time was done, not necessarily at the scale at which it's been asked, but was done. Where is it? And uh, said green groups then just pressed the outrage button and said it's absolutely disgusting and unforgivable. Now, look, because because why? Well, because why? Because it's not enough. Because it's not enough, and because it doesn't apply to everyone. And it's it is true that there are problems with it. And I'm not an expert in this. You're more of an expert in this than I am. I, so I have a feeling probably... there's. A, I have a feeling it's not going to stop you offering an opinion. No, I mean, have you met? white people who podcast <laughs> like <laughs> that's what this is for okay um yeah there it's very much targeted at the people who might already be more inclined to vote for tories than other people no that's how no that's how governments no. work isn't it so for instance this is money that is available to people who own their own homes but there is bugger all available to people who rent their homes um there's a little bit of money directed at the uh, um publicly owned uh, social housing so that's okay but there's not enough and there's questions about well the scale of it at all like a couple of billion has been offered over the course of one year people are saying you need a lot more than a couple of billion like you need kind of 15 billion roughly is what people have been saying so it's it's not big enough that's one criticism. The government have said this is, they use the word, a down payment. They said more is going to come. Their manifesto commits to spending $9 billion on this stuff. So, you know, they said Oh, it's manifesto chat. Yes, but it's boring. Right. Um... I think this is really good news. I definitely think there should be more. I definitely think there are questions about how it'll work. I definitely think... You know, it's a bit worrying. We don't know what's going to happen beyond next year. But I overall think this is a good thing. 
I really, right. really want there to be loads of money available for people to insulate their homes really cheaply. That that's a really good thing, and I I tweeted about this, and straight away someone said, "I think I wrote it down." What do they say? I wrote it down. Where did where where is it? Here you go. Will five k buy me a heat pump with a new central heating system, cladding, eco, of course, better insulation, and maybe a solar panel for my eighteen ninety mid terrace? Ah, well. So what? No, it probably won't buy you all of those things, but it'll buy you some of those things uh, for free, incidentally. And I don't know. I just think it's like, are we not capable of saying... Sorry, my... uh, my, (laughs) You're going to do a wee now. Okay, excellent. Please do. Please do it. Please do it right now. Um, Please do it. Splendid news. Babel, we're going to have a baby explosion live on air. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I think he's doing it in the toilet. He seems seems like he is. That's great. Uh, what was I ranting about? I was ranting <laughs> no, about No, I think people... that's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. You really you have made point. your point. And Baby you Ol has, um, much like the uh, when I used to work in an office with an elderly dog in it, and occasionally right at the point of the meeting that was the most boring, the dog would come in and do a shit under the table. <laughs> Baby Ol has just performed a similar function, for which I am grateful. Okay. Right, that is just about it for another episode of The Babble. Thank you very, very much, Dave, for babbling on so eloquently, not littering the episode with errors or insulating yourself from criticism. Excellent. Uh, Yeah, thank you very much. Just came up with those straight away. Surprised myself. I only had 48 Uh, minutes to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you as ever to the wonderful Dickie Moore for the music that begins and ends and intertwinkles this podcast. And thank you to the legendary artist Oval for designing the logo, which is on our website and on our t shirts, which you can buy by going to www.sustainababble.fish and just clicking somewhere, anywhere. I think all of our links just take you to t shirts now because we, <laughs> we only want your money. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us... I am here. I am here. What? I can do some of this. You don't have to do it all. I can do some of it. Yeah, well, I was on a roll. Let me do this bit. Well, you can oh, get off then. a roll. Get go off a then. roll. Go on then. You're have off your a roll now. Oh, get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of the show. This bit's boring. <laughs> Why have I got to do this bit? <laughs> you can email us. Hello at sustainababble.fish. We're on the Twitter at the Babble Wagon, or we're on the Facebook if you look for Sustainababble. And if you are so moved, you could bung us a couple of quids to help with the running costs and keep this show on the road. Uh, quite a few people do. We love them. We need more people. We are at wubblywubblywubbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. Happy now? Hmm? Not, not, not really. No, I preferred it when you were doing it. Uh, right. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, please tell your friends about us. Uh, is that is how podcasts get listened to uh, more than anything else. So please tell people that they should listen to the babble. Unless your friends work for oil companies, in which case possibly keep it to yourself. Please don't tell anyone that might indirectly tell someone who's going to sue us because we we've really yeah. not like insured ourselves against that uh, so don't yeah if they work don't, don't. if they work for the chunky kitkat people it might be best not to say anything okay <laughs> um or you know if you're not sure just give us a five star rating on itunes that's probably safer um and that's it i think uh we will yes. be back next week talking to someone very clever with a brain even bigger 
than Dave's. In the meantime, I'll look after yourself, I'll be, and I shall see you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Just a lot of Okay. Do you want to say hello to Dave quickly? Because I'm. Was that a yes or no? No. No. Okay. That's a no. Sod you then.